It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and today I'm joined by my co-hosts Warren Carr and Austin Pinto and we are recording on November the 13th, 2021. In this show we have the usual announcement section from Austin. We then move to uh, our Android basics. And this week, we're talking about hardware scanning from an Android phone. In our Spotlight section this week, I review the Android features of the Braille Sense 6. We then have our talkback highlights from Warren. And we close with the app of the week, which is from Austin this week. And that's ICANN. You might remember we spoke to their developers a few weeks ago. Well, how are we, boys? Austin, what's going on in Mumbai? Mumbai is getting nice and cold. It's around 22, 23 degrees and it's nice. The weather is starting to get, it's like my favorite season is starting up. So it's good. Fantastic. And neither of us have any interest in the 2020 cricket tomorrow, do we? That's all, that's all put to bed. Yeah. We can, we can do something else tomorrow. We can do something else. (laughs) We can publish the show. That's right. Warren, how are you? I am doing well. Thanks, Ed. Kind of, I've kind of been very busy this week, and so I am so tired, guys. So if I'm sounding a little bit uh, tired this week, that's what that is. But other than that, it's beautiful. It's been very gloomy. We've had a lot of rainfall here lately. It's this time of year. Usually we have those things, but this was a little too much, but today, though, for the first time, I think we have some sunshine out there, and I can't wait to go out there and play around. Nice. Sounds good. For tiredness, by the way, I recommend caffeine and alcohol. Um, <laughs> both, both good. Uh, trusty stalwarts in, in my life, anyway. What's going on Austin? with you, Ed? Uh, I had a covid booster the other day i was a bit achy but i'm better now so uh, it's my effectively my third dose although I, I, i'm vaccine collecting so uh, i had a different one to the one i had first time round and second time round so uh, yeah recovered though from that otherwise all is well austin what do we have in our announcements this week so for the announcements this week this is the last episode before episode 50 the registration for celebration of episode 50 closes on Wednesday at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. So if you have not already done, then please fill the form on our website or email us, contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And maybe by Thursday, you will get the Zoom link to be a part of this episode 50's recording and celebrations. The next announcement is a very nice gift to all the CSR users, new and old to CSR, senior and just new switch to CSR. On a website, there is an article showing you all the popular multi-finger gestures of CSR, how to purchase it, how to update it, and lots of more things. And you can also find it on the official CSR Telegram group, but I just decided of posting it on the website so that it becomes easier to find for all the users. 
the link to that article will be in the show notes so please read the show notes on our website or on a youtube video wherever you see this podcast the next announcement is another celebration before the milestone and that is we have crossed 30000 plays on our podcast so thanks to all our listeners for listening in giving us feedback and encouraging us for all these 49 weeks of podcast and even warren has some announcement so warren what announcement do you have what i have going is the announcement for sitech global 2021 i will be moderating a google panel for the sitech global 2021 we do have a registration form that we're going to be including here in the show notes we'll also be posting that on our email and telegram groups and so it's a virtual conference put out by the vista center for the blind in california and i think this is their second or third year of doing sitech global and so you want to be part of that it's going to be between december 1 through the 3 we'll be posting those uh, urls so that you could register early that's it about sitech global and and is there a date for your session warren or are you repeating the session across the three days it is confirmed that those are the dates for the uh, conference but the date of the google uh, presentation I would like to think it's the first but I'll find that out and we'll talk about that in our celebration coming up next week. Sounds great. Uh that'll be a really good event. Lots of other um uh presenters will be there. I think uh, Microsoft, I think Apple are there as well, so it'll be a, a packed three-day event and I believe it's free. So uh do sign up for that. It's not like some of these other conferences where you have to pay uh hundreds of dollars. So uh yeah, do sign up for Sitetech Global. And now a word from our sponsor, the world's most trusted WordPress backup restore and clone plugin. Hacking, server crashes, dodgy updates, or simple user error can ruin your WordPress site. That is why you need Updraft Plus. Install Updraft Plus to protect your WordPress-powered site by visiting updraftplus.com. That's updraftplus.com. U P D R A F T P L U S dot com. We thank Updraft Plus for sponsoring this episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Now we move to our Android Basics section. Uh, and this i suppose is the other side of the coin to uh, something we covered a few weeks ago which was printers and how you can print from an android phone this week we're talking about how you can scan from an android phone using a hardware scanner warren do you want to lead off on this i do want to lead off on this cuz it's a very important subject matter we do have you know printers that we can print from wherever we add you could be somewhere um in the back of your house or whatever from your phone you could send a print job to your printer now the same thing is true if you have a scanner that has wifi capabilities the good news here is that most of these printers do come with a scanning capabilities and you know copying and all of that stuff so they already have those things so if you have one of those things it's probable that you should be able to scan 
from your phone or from your computer. And the good news for me, though, what I like about it is the fact that when I scan something from my computer or scan something from my phone, for that matter, the file comes to me straight to my phone or to my computer. I will be demonstrating something from Mopria, M-O-P-R-I-A, and these guys, these are the ones that I demonstrated their printing app a little while ago. I don't remember what episode that was, but it's a very good one. I think they support over a million devices, and I'm absolutely sure that if you have one of these uh, printer combos, yours would be supported as well. And the best app to check that with will be to use that Mopria scanning uh, app. So let's talk about the importance of why anyone would want to have the ability to scan something from hardware. You know, Ed, remember those days of flatbed scanners and things like that, how we used to cut books or whatever, just trying to scan books and things like that now. You oh, know, how slow they were as well. <laughs> <laughs> they were slow, time-consuming. But you know what? I used to like that. I could sit down and scan a 300-page book in like an hour or a little less. And that, of course, was with my optic book from the Plastic Guys. And I actually really like my optic books. Um, unfortunately, though, I don't think my optic book has the capability of being on Wi-Fi. If it had an Ethernet port, I could hook it up to my router or whatever. I'll check that thing to see if it has one, but I doubt that it has. But um, for a blind person, there are times that you will need to have something scanned. Because I remember the reason why I decided to go this route and to be able to scan something was I needed to submit some kind of a document, and it either was going to be through a fax, or I have to find a way of getting it there or mailing it in. And then I thought about the fact that, hey, you know what? I have this scanner here. How about checking on this and see if I actually could scan it? And there it was. It actually scanned beautifully. And I was able to send that document in without any problems. So this is what I'm talking about. We need to have the ability to take advantage of what we already have. There's no need for anyone, you know, going out there to buy a hardware if you already have one that might even work. So the best place to go is to check out that Mopria scan and see if it supports your scanner because it does support a lot of scanners. And, and could you have done that from in just from the phone without using a flatbed scanner? Could you have, I don't know, used one of the OCR apps but preserved the image and printed it? Or do you think that needed a flatbed scanner? The problem that we have with the OCR packages is that sometimes a lot of them do not retain the original layout of the document. And so it's important that one uses something that keeps that integrity of the document that you're trying to scan. And so I couldn't have done it with um, an OCR package. And my other choice would have been to have someone help me take a picture of it. And sometimes uh, those things, if you're not careful, they don't look too good either. the whole thing had to come down to using uh, either the fax machine, and believe it or not, you know, people still have fax machines around. Um, <laughs> or one could use an e-fax service to fax those things. But again, we're talking about needing to 
uh, scan the, the picture as well or scan the document. So the whole thing needs a solution of some sort. And so the best solution is to have this capability of using your hardware scanner and scanning it from your phone. I think it's it's great that you can um, uh, you, you can use a hardware scanner with a with a device which is in, in entirely wireless. So I think there'll definitely be a use case for that. Uh, check out Mopria Scanner, um, as Warren said, and certainly if I've experienced the uh, the Mopria Print app is is fantastic and does support a range of stuff. So the scanning app I think will be just as useful. And there's also an accuracy thing with hardware scanners. You know, you get quite a lot of light on um, uh, documents photographed with a with a phone camera. I, I think they do very well. But I think there is something to be said for a flatbed scanner that will shut out uh, most of that extraneous light. That is true. And so it is important to have a backup like that. I will now go ahead and demonstrate how you go about using the Mopria scan. In demonstrating the Mopria scan, which is from the Mopria Alliance, I am using my Pixel 5a. I will also be using the Heather voice from the Acapella group. I am using Android 12 with TalkBack 12.1. I am on the home screen and will now navigate my way to a folder called OCR. And that's where all my OCR-related packages are found. Folder, OCR, four or more items. I'll tap on this folder. Lookout, folder opened, four by four. I have a total of three pages in this folder. Therefore, I will put my two fingers in the middle of the phone and swipe a couple times to put me on the third page where the Mopria scan app is located. Page 2 of 3. Swipe again. Page 3 of 3. I am on page 3 now and will now put my finger down and find the Mopria scanning app. Voxmate. Mopria scan. There's my Mopria scan. I'll tap here. Mopria scan. Main, Mopria Print. Scan. Go, Mopria Scan. Terms and conditions. Upon launching the Mopria Scan, we are presented with a screen with several checkboxes. These checkboxes have to do with agreements. I will put my finger down and tell you what I'm talking about. At the very top, we have something called Terms of conditions, or something to that effect. I will now put my finger down near the top. Mopria scan. Terms and conditions. Below that terms and conditions is a checkbox and another checkbox and another checkbox. Now, these checkboxes have to do with licensing, privacy, and optional data collection. If you check the first one, which is below these terms and conditions, it will check every single one of those checkboxes below. But before we do that, I want to show you what these things are. So just below here, we have the first checkbox, and each of those checkboxes comes before what it is being agreed or disagreed to. Here is the first checkbox. Not checked. Checkbox. And what that has to do with 
is all the other checkboxes or the terms below that. And so the first term we have is... I have reviewed and accept the following agreements and settings. And there's a checkbox below that. Not checked. And that one has to do with license agreement. License agreement. Below that, we have another checkbox. Not checked. Checkbox. And this one has to do with privacy concerns. Privacy policy. And the last, but not the least, is the one that talks about optional data collection. Not checked. Checkbox. Collection of anonymous Mopria data. Optional. Collection of anonymous Mopria data. And it's optional. So if you check all these other ones, you could decide not to check this one. So let's go back to the top. I'm going to check the first one, and you'll see that by simply checking the first one, all of these will be automatically checked. Terms and conditions. Not checked. Checkbox. Tap here to check it. Checked. And now that checks every single checkbox below here. Here's what I'm talking about. I have reviewed and accept the following agreements and settings. And it is? Checked. Checkbox. And the one for? License agreement. Checked. Checkbox. And? Privacy policy. Checked. Checkbox. That's the last one for? Collection of anonymous Mopria data. Optional. Now, let's say we decided not to check the last one, and that's the one that's optional. It will still let us proceed. So I'm going to go ahead and uncheck that. Checked. Checkbox. Not checked. At the bottom of the screen are two buttons found toward the right corner of the phone. To the rightmost is the agree, and to the left of that is the cancel. I'll put my finger down so I'll show you what I'm talking about. Cancel button. And to the right of that. I agree button. I agree. I'll tap on I agree. Allow Mopria Scan to access this device's location. Added list. On this page, we're talking about location. There are two radio buttons here. There's a precise location allowance and or approximate location. Below that are three different buttons that will interact with whatever it is that you selected. In other words, if you choose the precise location allowance, then you could choose one of those three things. Or, if you choose the approximate location, then you could choose the other three things. And here's what I'm talking about. So we've got the precise location. Selected. Precise. Radio button. We One of have. two. List. Not selected. Approximate. Radio button. Two of two. Approximate. And now, below those are the three buttons I'm talking about. The first one says. While using the app. Button. Audit list. Do that only while using the app. In other words, if I chose the precise location, I could tap Get My Precise Location only when you're using the app. Or if I choose the approximate location, I could tap on Do That Only when I'm using the app. The next button says Only This Time button. Only This Time. In other words, that approximate location or that precise location that I chose was only for this time and not at some any other given time. The last item here is... Don't allow button. Don't allow. Now, my concern is that if I don't allow it of 
any kind, then it may not see my printer on my network. So I am going to choose the one that says allow the precise location for the time being, but only when I'm using the app. Select not selected, approximate, radio button, while using the app, button, audit list, not selected. So I will select the one that says while using the app. While using the app, button, audit Tab list. here. Allow Mopria scan to access photos, media, and files on your device. Allow, button. And this is so that I will be able to store my files that I have scanned and be able to retrieve those files that I've scanned and saved. So I'm going to tap on Allow. Mopria scan. More options. Button. Showing items 1 to 2 of 2. Showing items 1 to 4 of 4. Showing items 1 to 5 of 5. The reason why you are hearing it saying 1 of 2, then 1 of 5, and things like that, in other words, is seeing printers online. And so you have to be careful to choose whichever one it is that belongs to you. In other words, you will need to know the name of your printer, or name of your scanner rather, so that you can choose the appropriate scanner. Before we go to scanner selection, however, let's talk about the two tabs that we have near the top. We've got the Selected, Scanners, Tab, 1 of 2, in list, We've two got items. the Scanner tab, and to the right of that, Saved Files, Tab, 2 of 2. Saved Files. So right now, though, we're dealing with Scanner Selection. There's some more options here on the top right, but we'll come back to that later after we've selected our scanner. I'll put my finger down and see what it says below here, where we were seeing the two tabs. That is the Scanner tab and the Files tab. Below that, we have the following. Discovered Scanner in list. We have Discovered Scanner. Epson ET4550 series, ready to scan. There's my Epson EcoTank 4550, and we are told that it is ready to scan. Now, below that, we have others. Not checked. Checkbox. Direct California HP Deskjet 3700 series, Wi-Fi Direct, not Direct 1A HP Office Jet. So as you can see, I have other scanners that are showing up here, and they're my neighbor's scanners. It's not mine. They're houses that are around here and showing up, so you need to be careful that you choose the one that belongs to you. I will go ahead now and take you back to the more options right on the top right corner. Set more options, but pop-up window. Add scanner in list. If you're not seeing yours here, you'll have to add it, and that will be the manual adding of scanner. And then the next item. Favorite list. Favorite list, that is the one that it finds and is on your network, becomes your favorite. Settings. And settings. Let's go into settings and see what we have in the settings. Settings. Navigate. In the settings, we have the following. Search for Wi-Fi Direct Scanners, checked, on, switch. Collection of anonymous Mopria data helps us improve this app, not checked, off, switch. Use secure communication, when available, not checked, off, switch. And you could check that if you want to. Information, heading. Under information we have... Application version, 1.6.5. Mopria Alliance website, http colon slash slash www.mopria.org slash... Mopria Certified Products, https colon slash slash mopria.org slash certified dash products slash. Get the Mopria print service. 
get the more prayer print service. If you tap here, it'll take you to the Play Store so you could download the more prayer printer. Legal information. About. And. Contact us. Contact us. That's the last one. Let's go back now. More scan. More options. Button. Audit list. And now we're back to the list of scanners that it Showing found. Items one to three. I will Showing tap on the first one, and that will be the EcoTank 4550. Epson ET4550 series. Ready to scan. We'll tap here. 200x200 dp. Upon tapping on the EcoTank 4550, we have some options here. And at the top, we also have something that says more options. Let's take a look at the more options. More options. Pop-up window. Use as settings. Checked. Checkbox. In list. Used. Uh, use last settings. That's with the defaults that we have. And below that. Manage custom size templates. You could manage the custom sizes if you don't like the sizes that you are seeing. More options. And then there's a more options. Let's tap that. More options. Navigate up. Button. Audit list. Tapping on that more options, we got the following. Options. We got options. Not checked. Ask to continue after scanning from the Platinum. Switch. Ask to continue scanning while using the Platinum. P-L-A-T-E-N. In other words, if you're going to be doing a batch scanning, then you should check this so that it'll prompt you to put on the next paper. And that's all that we have here. I will now go back. 200x200 DPI. We are back to the place where I chose the more options and then the more options again. But here's the things that we find here. Ready to scan. Scan source. Scan source. Drop down list. Platin. There's the platin. Or if you tap here, there will be an auto feeder if you have one that has an automatic feeder. Next, file format. The file format. Here, the default is the PDF. But if you tap on the drop down, you could choose to save it as a JPEG. Drop down list, PDF. Next, color mode. The color mode by default is automatic. But if you tap on the drop down menu, you could choose the grayscale or something else. Drop down list. Color, 24B. A 24-bit. Resolution. Resolution. Drop-down list, 200x200 DPI. And you could tap here and choose the one that you prefer. Scan size. And the scanning size. Drop-down list, US letter. You could tap and choose the one that you like best. Image compression. And last item here is image compression, and we have... Drop-down list, auto. Auto, or you could tab here and further customize it. Scan button. And at the bottom, we have the scan. Now I have a book that I have sitting down there downstairs on my scanner. I will now tap the scan. Compatibility. This scanner may be Mopria compatible, but is not Mopria Alliance certified. Some features may be unavailable. So we hear a message that says this printer is more prayer compatible but it's not more prayer certified and as a result of that 
some features may be unavailable. And so here, not checked, do not show again, checkbox. We could tap here to do not show this again next time when I try to scan and cancel, cancel or scan. Scan, and that will start the scanning process. I'll tap here to start the scanning process. Scan in progress. Scanning files. And it's going to warm up my scanner downstairs. I'm sitting upstairs recording this. And it'll warm up my scanner downstairs and start the scanning process. And when it's done scanning, then we'll observe what we have. I'll put my finger down and see Scan if I... result. Navigate up button. Showing item one of one. It has finished the scanning job. And now that the scanning job is finished, I want to show you the two things that we have near the top right corner. We have save and share to the very right. So at the very top right corner is the share and to the left of that is the save. Now, it's important that you tap on save if you plan on saving this, because if you don't, and at the bottom where it says done, if you tap on done, it will not save your document. Watch what I'm talking about. Done button. Done scan job. If you don't save the files, the files are discarded. Is it okay? There you go. If I haven't saved the file first and I tap on the done, it will discard my work. And so I'm going to find the cancel and not the OK because I want to save it and show you how you go about saving it. Not checked. Do not show again. Checkbox. Or. Cancel. Cancel or. OK. OK. But I'm not doing that OK. I'm doing the cancel. Cancel. There we go. Scan result. Done. I am now back in the scan result. And I told you that on the top right corner, we have the share on the right corner. And to the left of that is the save. Now, if I put my finger below that, we'll have the scan result, which is an output in a PDF format. File preview icon. 2021 underscore 11 underscore 12 underscore 0651091. PDF. And then below that is... An item that says Rename file button. We could rename the file. Plus to add another scans, click here. Or you could tap here to add another file. And the reason why we're having this button is because we did not check the batch scanning mode. Alright, I'm not gonna give it a name, but maybe we should. Rename file button. Rename file. 2021 underscore 11 underscore 12 underscore 0651091. Edit box. Let's go ahead and call this dog. D O G. D. Delta. O. O. G. G. I have tapped the word dog. I will now find the done at the bottom. Done. Keyboard hidden. Scan result. Rename file, button, in list. Plus to add another file preview icon, dog.pdf, 507. There's my dog.pdf. Now remember, we haven't saved it yet. We have simply renamed the file, but we haven't saved it. And our save button 
is near the top right corner to the left of the share button. Save audit list. I tap save. Save successfully. And I'm told that my file has been saved successfully. Now, if I want to add something, I could do that. Or now that I've saved it, I will tap on the done at the bottom. Done button. Now, before we tap on that done, for some reason, if you decide to read it, you could simply tap on the file. File preview icon. .pd. I tap on it. Open with Envision AI. Just one. And it's asking me as to what I want to open it with. This Envision. Speech Central. Draw Sullivan Plus. Add, add Voice Allow Reader. Add Adobe Acrobat. And all kinds of items that I could use in opening this. And that's how you could read it or read it with something else. Now that we're done, we'll just tap on Done at the bottom. Done button. Done scan job. If you don't save the files, the files are discarded. Is it okay? And we're being asked that question again because I didn't check that box that says, do not ask this again. So now that I know for sure that I have saved my file, I will now tap on the OK button. OK. Mopria scan. More options button. Showing items 1 to 2 of 2. I tapped Showing on the OK, and now we're back in the main UI. Now, if we look near the top where we saw those two tabs, the scanner and the Save Files tab, we will see my file in the Saved File tab. I will now find the Saved File tab and tap on it. Selected. Scanners. Save files. Tab. Two of two. Save files. Save files. Selected. Showing items wanted. And if I put my finger down. File preview icon. .pdf. Five. There's that doc.pdf file that I saved that we were playing with. And that's how you go about scanning stuff using the Mopria Scan app. Thanks, Warren. Blind Android Users is proud to partner with the folks from Gravity Forms. Gravity Forms has allowed us to ensure that our website is both accessible and easy to use with regards to our contact forms and other various forms found throughout the page. Thanks to Gravity Forms' dedication to accessibility and their compliance with all federal and jurisdictional laws relating to accessibility is appreciated. The blind Android users would like to thank the folks from Gravity Forms for sponsoring our license subscription to their WordPress plugin. If you'd like to know more about Gravity Forms, check them out online at gravityforms.com. Now we turn to our spotlight uh, this week, and I'm going to demonstrate the Android features of the BrailleSense 6. Uh, I acknowledge this in my demo, but I would like to place on record my thanks to Sight & Sound Technology, based in Northampton here in the UK, who were kind enough to lend me a uh, review unit uh, for a couple of days. So here's my demo. Hello, everyone. My name is Ed Green, and in this demonstration, I'll be showing you some of the features of the BrailleSense 6. For those of you not familiar with the BrailleSense 6, it's a, 
a note taker produced by Hims, but it's much more than that. As well as being a note taker, it runs the Android operating system, specifically Android version 10. So as well as the Hims in built apps, which are obviously quite powerful uh, and serve many people well, it's possible to install apps from the Google Play Store and indeed um, APKs from other sources as well, which I'll talk about a little bit uh, later on. I would first like to start by thanking uh, Sight and Sound Technology in the UK. They are the HIMS dealer here, and they have very kindly loaned me a unit uh, for a few days uh, so that I could record this demonstration. It's, it's a little over £4,000 here in the UK, 4395 I think, so I wasn't, I wasn't going to be in a position to buy one uh, to demonstrate it. I'd also indirectly like to thank HIMS themselves, who recorded several useful uh, getting started and tutorial videos, which I took a look at prior to doing this demonstration because I knew I wouldn't have the note taker for all that long. So I thought it would be better to uh, get up to speed with it uh, quickly. I've mentioned that it is a note taker as well as an Android tablet and, and that uh, many people will want to take advantage of the inbuilt HIMS apps. That's not really the purpose of this demonstration, though, given that we are blind Android users. What I wanted to do was to see what its support was like for Android, uh, the operating system, uh, the Play Store and third party apps as well. So uh, that's what I will be focusing on during this demonstration. I'll not be looking at uh, those HIMS apps, although, as I say, for many people, they will be the go to solutions for the functions that those apps perform. Let me tell you a little about the device, first of all, before we power it on. As I say, it's running Android 10. It has an octa-core processor. It has six gigabytes of RAM, and it has 128 gigabytes of internal storage. It also supports um, SD cards. And I think it's a full-size SD card. I'm just going to click this out and have a look. Yes, it is. Uh, well, actually, this one isn't. It's a dummy with a hole in the middle. But um, uh, it would be the full size of an SD card were it an SD card rather than the micro SDs. So that's what it that's what it supports. It has a lot of connectivity options as well. There are four USB ports, two USB-A, two USB-C. Uh, one of those is a client port, one of the USB-C. The others are hosts. So you can connect any number of accessories to this if they support uh, generic I can play uh, anything from drives to USB hubs to connect even more things to headsets to external cameras even to mixers. Uh, one of the things I saw in the HIMS video is you can get around the problem of not being able to share audio uh, in the Android Zoom app by uh, using a mixer that supports USB return and it will then allow you to, to, to play that audio. So interesting if, if you want to get into that. Many other things as well, keyboards, mice, so any, any USB accessory you can think of that supports plug and play, uh, you could try attaching it to your Braille Sense 6. Um, you can mirror the Braille Sense 6. It has a little LCD, but you can mirror it on another Android phone, and that would allow a sighted person to take limited control of the unit as well. Uh, so if there are sighted uh, IT professionals or teachers you need to be able to do that then uh, uh, that is a possibility apparently although, although I've not tried it. It has a 13 megapixel camera, it's got two stereo speakers, uh, 32 cells of refreshable braille. So I'll give you a quick tour of the device physically. If we start on the top face of the device you have 
close, if you put the braille display, it closes to you. That's at the bottom. You've then got uh, a nine key braille keyboard, which really does feel very nice. It's um, uh, one of the things I find display, braille display manufacturers often get wrong is the space bar. I don't quite know why. Some of them insist on two space bars. Some of them position a little bit too close to the keyboard. I remember using the Braille Sense Smart Beetle, sorry, the Hymn Smart Beetle a few years ago, and you couldn't get on with that at all just because the space bar was so close to the keys. Uh, some of the space bars don't have travel. Uh, this is really nice, though, that, you know, all the keys travel well. You can type on it. It's quiet. It's got a... I guess a focus-ish feel to me, the keys, if you've used the focuses, certainly the, the latter day ones. Um, uh, uh, although perhaps these keys are slightly better, well, they're slightly more shaped than the focus. So yeah, you have that. It's a, as I say, it's an eight dot braille keyboard with a space bar. Um, to the immediate left and right of space are Control and Alt, respectively, which is handy for programs like Google Docs, which use those as shortcut uh, key modifiers. Uh, the fact that you have those on the, on the keyboards uh, you can use. And then you have, uh, going further towards the outer edges of the device, you have function keys. So the one on the far left is F1, the one next to it, just next to the control key is F2. Then moving past space and alt, you have F3 and F4 going towards the right end of the keyboard. Uh, at either end of the braille display, you have up and down panning buttons. So you, you can map these essentially to do what you want, but you might use them to pan the display, a display length. You could set them to move by line and by sentence. Or, you know, you might find it more natural to have to use one on the left for panning left and one on the right for panning right. Or, as I say, there are, there are two buttons vertically arranged at each end, which by default will pan sort of left, right, up and down. Um, so so you, you can play with those to your heart's content. Um, on the left side of the unit, uh, closest to the display, you have two volume buttons. You've then got headphone and microphone uh, to uh, three and a half millimeter jacks uh, labeled. The label is on the on the top face of the display, just above each jack. You then have uh, the SD card slot. Um, on the back, there's a USB-A host port. I should say that is covered by the case. Uh, so you'll need to flip the case open. The sides are exposed, as is partially the front, uh, where you can access some of the ports, but not those ones. Uh, moving around to the other side of the device, uh, moving around to the right edge, starting this time towards the back. Um, so, so we've gone round effectively uh, from the SD card around the back of the display, and we're staying at that back right-hand side, we have the, uh, the charging port, which is also the USB-C host port. We then have the second USB-A port. Uh, and then we have the, uh, the uh, USB-C host, uh, USB host port, which is um, also uh, primarily designed for video out, but we'll do other stuff as well. Looking at the front of the device now, um, on the far left, you have a lock switch. Uh, next to it, you have uh, a switch which controls what the media buttons do. You next have the media buttons themselves. There are five of them. They are from left to right, back, record, stop, play, pause, and forwards. And then on the 
right-hand side of the front, in the sort of front corner, uh, there is a power button. I, I neglected to say, actually, that on the top face of the device, when we were talking about the Braille display and the Braille keys, we have uh, in the middle a small LCD display, as is common on HIMSS products, uh, uh, with little LED lights next to it, indicating power on or off and charge status. And then we have uh, either side of that to... Uh, fairly distinctive feeling stereo speakers. They're flush, but they're sort of speaker grilled, so you'll, you'll know what they are. I have powered the device right down. I want to give you a feel for how long it takes to power up. So I'm going to do that now. I'm going to press and hold uh, this button. I'm going to keep an eye on the display. We'll see what happens. I got a little beep and a vibration the, turning on. The display says HIMS. still says HIMS. Now it says starting Braille sense. Still on the screen saying starting Braille Sense. And now starting Braille Sense has appeared with a progress indicator. And we're almost up and running. File Manager F. There you go. I should say you don't have to power it down every time. I could just tap the power button. And it's gone to sleep. There you go. Uh, if I tap it again to wake it up. File manager. There we go. I should say, by the way, that Matt, you can turn off that startup time. You aren't uh, stuck with it, uh, which is possibly a relief uh, to some. So now we have it open. I will just take you through the main menu, although, as I say, we're going to concentrate on the Android side of things. Word processor, W, notepad, N, email, E, media, M, books, K, organizer, O, web tools, B, extras, X, utilities, U, settings, S, help, H, play store, P, all apps, M, information about the braille sets, I, information about the braille sets, so that's the bottom. And it's the uh, penultimate and anti-penultimate items, which are the goodies, I think, from our perspective. Uh, Play Store and All Apps. So All Apps will be where your Android uh, goodies live. I'm going to go to All Apps first. All Apps. Amazon Kindle. Now, I should say... Obviously, the Braille Sense does not, by default, support a touchscreen. It doesn't have a touchscreen on it. So you navigate primarily, uh, unless you plug something else into it, you navigate using the keyboard. And one of the nice things that HIMS has done, this works in app lists. It works in apps such as the Play Store, Netflix, and Spotify. If you know the letter that a control or an app starts with, you can press that and use first letter navigation. So you heard it was on Amazon Kindle. Now, I could carry on scrolling down all these apps. Assistant, calendar, camera, Chrome, contacts. Or if what I want to do is get to settings or Spotify, I could just press S. Settings, Spotify. There you go. And we're jumped to settings. Um, I might take a look at settings first. We'll see what we've got in here. List setting. Button and label to press enter to activate. Button network, ampersand, internet, Wi-Fi, data usage, and hotspot and list 21 items. Press enter to activate. 
Two spoked button connected devices, Bluetooth press enter to activate. Three spoke 21. So typical, typical uh, two items at the top there. I will go back to the top, but I'm just interested to see first set of navigation works here. Let's see if pressing A takes me to apps and notifications. Button apps, ampersand, notifications. It does. This is very good. And if I wanted to go back to network near the top, let's see what happens if I press N. Button apps, ampersand, notifications, recent settings out of list. Settings. Settings. Now, it didn't seem to work then. Uh, not quite sure why. Why that was. Going to come out of this. Go back into settings. Button network. Ampersand. Internet Wi-Fi. Data usage. And hotspot and list. 21 items. Press enter to activate. Two spoke 21. So initial letter... Uh, did work on apps and notifications, didn't there for some reason. I'll carry on going down the settings categories, though. Button connected devices, Bluetooth press enter to activate. Three spoke 21. Button apps, ampersand, notifications, recent apps. Default apps press enter to activate. Four spoke button battery 92. Ascent sign, press enter to activate. Five spoke 21. Battery life is pretty good on this. I think the manual says you get 18 hours continuous usage, and that's with TTS and Braille. Uh, so obviously quite considerably better than you're going to get uh, from an Android uh, phone or tablet, but that's not, that's not surprising, really. It's a bigger unit with a bigger battery. Button display wallpaper. Sleep. Font size press enter to activate. Button sound volume. Vibration. Do not disturb. Press enter to activate. Eight. Button storage 21. Percent sign. Used 101 gigabytes free. Press enter to activate. Nine spoke button privacy permissions. Account activity. Personal data. Press enter to activate. 10 spoke twin button location on four apps have access to location. Press enter to activate. 11 spoke 21. Button security screen lock. Press enter to activate. 13 spoke 21. Button accounts Google press enter to activate. 14 spoke 21. Button accessibility screen readers. Display. Interaction controls press enter to activate. 15 button digital well-being. Ampersand. Parental controls screen time. App timers. Bedtime schedules press enter to activate. Button Google services. Ampersand. Preferences press enter to activate. Button Dura Speed press enter to activate. 18 spoke 21. I don't know what Dura Speed is. I might have a look at that later. Button system languages. Gestures. Time. Backup press enter to activate. 20 button about tablet braille sense 6. Underscore. 368 press enter to activate. 21 stroke 21. So there we are. I, I mentioned first letter navigation as well. You can go to the top and the bottom of screens with the old sort of L chord, dots four, five, six chord. That, that's chord. That's to say uh, those key combinations pressed with space. You know, the universal uh, note taker gestures from the 1980s work here as well. Button location on four apps have access. Button settings out of button function. Button settings, press enter to act. Button function, press. Button settings, press enter to act. Button function, press enter. Button location on four apps. Settings. 
So I'm going to go into apps and notifications, see what we can do here, see if we can uninstall apps or uh, clear caches and things like that. There is an app manager built in here, which lets you uninstall apps. I'm going to see what we can do from settings. Button connected, button apps, button navigator, press enter, apps, ampersand, notifications. Button search settings, press enter, list recently open apps and list six items. One stroke six. Button Google Play Store 25 minutes ago, press enter to active and button navigate up. Let's see what we can do with the Play Store. App info. Button search settings, press button more options, press enter to Google Play Store and list seven items. Button open, press enter to active, button disable, press enter to activate. Two stroke button four stop, press enter to button notifications for no button permissions phone. SM button storage. Ampersand, cache 107 megabytes used in storage, press enter to activate. For button navigate up, press enter, storage. Button search setting, button Google Play Store the 27. Button clear storage, press enter to activate. To button clear cache, press enter to activate. And I'll just go to the top of the screen to show you that I could have jumped there, I think, with the letter C. Yeah. So I went to the top of the screen, pressed the letter C, and it jumped me to clear storage without having to do all that stuff at the top. So some efficient uh, ways to navigate. I don't particularly want to clear Google Play's cache or storage because it will make me sign in again. And actually, I want to show you about downloading an app in a minute, and I'll just have to sign in, and that'll be quite boring. So uh, let's back out of this. You've got various back uh, options here. I could use F4 to back out. I could use E chord or Z chord to back out. I'll press F4. Button storage. Ampersand. And again. Button Google Play Store 27 minutes ago in list. And I'm back in apps. And I'm back to the main setting screen uh, just by pressing that F4 function key. As I say, one of the several options uh hymns gives you on this device to press the back button uh, i should say we probably won't get into them but as well as first letter navigation and hotkeys to navigate around there are hotkeys to do the android things you'd expect uh like double tap and hold uh, to bring up context menus and all the rest of it but they do say that their screen reader is based heavily on talkback but with those uh with those modifications to make sure that you know it works in a keyboard environment in a relatively efficient way so and there's you know we were only in the settings app admittedly but there was no lag to speak of um it was fine uh to use that um so let's go look and see what jura speed did i hadn't heard of that i'm gonna go down Button accounts, button access of the button digital well, button Google service, button Dura speed press enter. Here we go, Dura speed. What's this? Button on press enter to activate, button disabled switch on to allow apps to run, button on press enter to activate, one stroke, button disabled switch on to allow apps to run in background, two stroke 44. Button on press enter to activate. Button disabled switch on to allow apps to run in background. Two stroke 44. Yeah, I'm not really sure what this does. Um, something to do with allowing apps to run in the background, and we're going to leave that alone. Dura speed out of list. Button function press enter to activate. And I'm just going to go again to Settings. about Settings. tablet Settings. now, and that'll be the last. 
the last setting we take a look at will be about tablet. Button privacy in list 21 items. Press button location. Button secure. Button accounts. Google. Button accessible. Button digital. Button Google search. Button durable. Button system language. Button about tablet. Button navigate up. Press about tablet. Button search settings. Press owner in list 11 items. Once button device name Braille set six underscore. 368 press enter to activate button emergency information info button legal information press it button model ampersand button android version 10 press enter to activate six spoke 11 i'm going to see in here what security patch button it's running press enter android version button search settings press in button android version 10 and list five items press button android security patch level the 5th of july 2021 press enter to activate spoke five. okay so yesterday this machine was running version 1.0 of the hymns firmware and it was running the april security patch they rolled out version 1.5 um i'm not sure if other firmware versions have been made available subsequent to 1.5 and they just hadn't been installed on this what is, I think, a demonstration unit. It's entirely possible. But it seems as though yesterday's update has brought the security patch to uh, July 2021. So better than April, but uh, we're still not uh, quite in the current quarter, uh, it looks like, for security patch updates. Um, I think that's what I'm going to show you in settings for now. I'll come out of here. Settings. And we will go, I think, to the Play Store next. Spotify. So we'll go to um, Play Store with P. So when you're in the Android app, um, you can tab around. Uh, the F3 key can do that. Dots 4, 5 chord can do that. Uh, shift tabbing would be space F3. Um, uh, you can move by uh, using dot 4 and space, dot 4 chord or dot 1 chord. Or, as I said, we can use first letter navigation. Now that we're going to install an app here, so I will, I'll press S until we get to the search button. Button stylized games, press it. Button for you, press enter to button search for apps. There we go. Games, press enter. To press enter. Box, search for apps. Ampersand. Games. So why don't we search for Amazon Prime Video? Now, if I press I here, I've landed on an install button, uh, which is pretty slick. I should probably just double check that it is the app I actually want to install. Yes, it is. So if I press enter on here, there's actually no indication that anything's happened. So to be notified that it has, you're going to have to move off this control and move back to it. Uh, but, you know, this will install. It'll turn into an open button. Let's have a look. Button average, button open, press enter to activate. Yeah. Uh, so we've installed Amazon Prime Video. I'm not actually going to open Prime Video because I haven't configured it uh, and I don't want to spend time logging in. I have, though, installed and configured both Spotify and Netflix. So we're going to go and have a little look at those. So I'm going to come out of the Play Store. Play Store. Play Back into all apps. Settings, Spotify, list Spotify S. Home, home, button, home. 
Tab one of three, press enter. So, so I'm just going to move around rather than using first letter so you can get a sense, hopefully, that it's not laggy at all. So I'm just going to press dot four chord to move down. Button search. Button your library, Felina. From El Marty Robbins, press enter. Seek control, use volume. Button like this song, press enter. Button previous, press enter to activate. You see, it's fine. So no, no lag to speak of. Going to go back to the top. Um, I'm going to press S for search, even though actually it's right near the top. Never mind. Button search. Tab to search. Tab to button cancel. Press enter to activate. So we're in the search field now. And why don't we put uh, yellow submarine? Button your library. Oh, no, we weren't quite in the edit box. That strange Spotify thing. Tab button search. Button search for art. Your top genres row one. Button search for button cancel press it button cancel press entered image connector device button cancel edit box search query. There we go. We're properly in the edit field now. Um, you'll recall on a phone sometimes you have to you tap on search for Spotify and then you have to do it again. Uh, you have to do a similar thing here. I think it's better a bit like with that install button in the Play Store to move off and on it to check you are in the edit box. Otherwise, you will just move to controls that begin with the letters you're typing. So I don't know, what shall we type? Yellow Submarine. Oops. Help if I could type, isn't it? So if it has Yellow Submarine, I ought to be able to press the letter Y and move to the song. Let's see if this works. Edit box Yellow Submarine search query. Press enter to enter text. Button Yellow Submarine song. The Beatles row one in grid. So first off, it, it took me to the edit box, which isn't unreasonable because I had a Y in it as the first letter. But with two presses of Y, I'm on Yellow Submarine. And so if I press enter now, I'm hoping it'll play. Media control, yellow. In the town where I was born, lived a man. It did. Uh, pretty quickly, uh, pretty responsive. I paused it with one of the media keys on the front of the device. You'll remember I told you about five buttons. Well, you may not remember. You may have got bored and weren't listening. But let's just pretend you were all paying attention. The uh, fourth of those five buttons is the play pause. Now, it's a little bit confusing. I mentioned a switch as well, which had a mode to change what those buttons did. That mode is application mode, which gives them app-specific buttons. You know, they, they work to, uh, in, in Android, for instance, to give you other navigation options. There's a daisy mode, which makes them do daisy-ish things. And there's a media mode, which, as the name implies, makes them do media things. That media mode, though, only works in the hymns dedicated media player. If you want to be able to use the play pause button on Spotify, as a play pause button, you are going to need that slider in application mode and not in media mode, in my experience anyway. Uh, and it's a press and hold. Uh, you do need to release it after the press and hold uh, to get it to do something. So I could use the play pause button to resume the yellow submarine. I'll release it. Pause it again, because we're probably infringing some sort of copyright, which would be bad. Um, we don't have a license, but uh, hopefully I didn't play enough of it for that to matter. Uh, anyway, so that is uh, Spotify, uh, just playing songs. This, this isn't a Spotify tutorial, obviously. It's just giving you an illustration, so I'm not going to get into playlists and all the rest of it. Um, this is just to give you an indication of how this unit performs uh 
in Android. And so, yes, no, no sluggishness. I, I, I found there's no uh, waiting around for stuff to happen. It's, you know, it's, it works. It works pretty well. Let's go. Let's go to Netflix. Um, let's close out of this. Netflix. Here we go. Netflix. Image Netflix. Button edit profiles press end. Who's watching? Button click row one, column one, and group so two. We'll rows. fix the who's two watching issue. Enter your pin to access this profile. Enter my pin. Edit box. What's my pin? Edit box. Edit box. Parenthesis. Parenthesis. Contracted braille. Computer braille. Uncontracted. Seven. Seven. Nine. Two. List button play press enter to activate. Button plus press enter to activate. Made. So we're in Netflix. I'm going to go to search. Button series press enter to activate. Button search press enter to activate. Uh, most people are watching Squid Game these days, aren't they? Let's search for Squid Game. S Q E R D Squid G A M E. Button clear query press enter. Button squid game row one column one and grid. So here we are. Here is squid game. Let's open it. Button close press enter to activate. Button resume red light. Green light press enter to activate. So here's a resume button. I'm going to press enter. Feet within bounds. While the offense outside the lines, they're only allowed to hop on one foot. Hewn grabs an opponent's hand, then points. It's your mom! But an attacker cuts through. There we go. Uh, so that was fairly painless. It was pretty quick. Uh, I had I had just started streaming it. Uh, we'll close out Netflix because it's reading me warnings, which is boring. There we go. Uh, so playing something on Netflix is also pretty painless and a pretty uh, sweet experience. I think I've probably shown you enough for you to get the idea of how this works. Um, the only other thing I just want to talk about, actually, before I do that, is Kindle. Um, you'll recall that there are issues uh, with Kindle on Android and Braille, which we've covered before, uh, about not being able to turn the page of a Kindle book without touching the screen of your mobile phone. Um, that's not the case on the Braille Sense 6. Um, you can advance the page by pressing space. Um, you do, though, have to advance the page by pressing space. There's no auto uh, page advancement that I can discover. Um, I've looked on the Facebook group and I couldn't see anything there either. But you at least don't have to remove your hands from the Braille Sense uh, to do it. The other thing to say about the Kindle app um, is that it's not showing in the Play Store for the Braille Sense. I think because Amazon uh, realized it doesn't have a touchscreen, although weirdly Prime Video showed. So I don't quite know if that is the explanation why it would be. So um, I actually rang Hims uh, tech support about this and they very kindly sent me a link uh, to an APK of Kindle. They must get that question relatively often uh, and have uh, pulled one off somewhere like APK Mirror or APK Pure or one of those. Uh, so yeah, I, I emailed them. To, well, I rang them to check what, what the deal was. Um, 
other apps I have not found to be a problem, although I'm sure there are others that won't appear in the Play Store either, but certainly Spotify did, uh, Netflix did, you heard yourselves that Prime Video did. Um, so, uh, yeah, Kindle Kindle doesn't, and, you know, there may, may be one or two more. So I'll give you I'll give you some thoughts, my thoughts anyway, about the machine, and I'll discuss it with uh, Warren and the guys live on the show as well. Um, what I really like about Braille Sense Six and Android um, is the Braille, obviously. So you aren't dependent on a somewhat flaky Bluetooth connection. Some of the Braille limitations in Android don't exist. Um, you can, if you want, operate this with voice off uh, and Braille whilst in Android. There's a, there's a hotkey to turn off the speech uh, and then, then the Braille will function uh, very nicely. You know, it's stable, it's reliable, it's very solid. So Braille and Android here is working uh, very, very well. Uh, the keyboard is good. Um, uh, key keyboards are really nice typing experience. With, with, with Key Echo, uh, especially with Key Echo set to words, I think uh, the speech will chase you a little bit. Uh, it, does, it does seem to get rather left behind and doesn't seem to interrupt itself quite as smoothly as some other stuff. But letters aren't being missed when you type. Um, you know, it's all, it's all going in accurately, regardless of the speech kind of lumbering uh, after it a little bit. The connectivity, if you are an accessories person, is obviously very, very good. Um, a lot of external stuff you can plug in to here. Uh, and the Android experience, you know, is, 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 is snappy. That it's not, it, there aren't delays. Um, it'll take some getting used to. Um, you know, some of the explore by touch benefits uh, of a touch screen, you know, it particularly knowing where to start that explore by touch. If, if you want to start, say, in the middle of the screen or towards the bottom, um, there are shortcuts. Sorry, excuse me. That will let you accomplish similar things, but um, you know it will be different. But it, but in some ways, that first letter acceleration makes things quicker than you will be on a touchscreen device. Um, what are my concerns, if any? Well, it's running Android ten. Um, which I think is fine at the minute. Uh, you can still buy devices, mainstream devices that are on 10. What I want to see uh, is HIMS or Humanware with their note takers offer a major Android upgrade. It's absolutely not true to say they don't offer upgrades. HIMS do. I've mentioned it um, from you know 1.5 hit just yesterday, uh, which was uh, Tuesday at time of recording. This is Wednesday now, um, and that includes not only include updates, it includes new apps uh, and and functionality ported over from one of their old note takers, which people had been requesting. I do, though, at some stage, want to see either the Braille Note Touch Plus or the Braille Sense 6 get an Android update. There have been four Android tablets released, uh, both generations of the lines I've just mentioned. Not one has had a major Android version update yet. Uh, so I think it would be good to have some commitment that that was going to happen. And also, it needs to happen tomorrow. Not even saying when it does, it needs to be Android 12. But... I think some reassurance that, uh, you know, both, and it goes for both manufacturers in this area. You know, they, I, I do think they need to offer a major operating system upgrade because, you know, to upgrade to whatever the Polaris was running, which uh, I think 
Uh, no, no, I'm not going to say I can't remember. It, it, it was quite an old version, though. But, but, but essentially, the only way to upgrade the Android version was to upgrade to the six, uh, and they offered a, you know, a, a, a trading offer, which, which for a note taker is quite good. It's a rather expensive way to change Android versions, though. And as I say, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into things like processors with Warren uh, that, that this is running. So, yeah, I think there is absolutely a market for the Braille Sense six. Um, it does some stuff very, very well. I was pleased at how, I won't say I was surprised because I think that's slightly unfair. I don't think I came with any preconceptions, but I was pleased at the way it handled Android mainstream applications. As I say, it's got some, it's got some really good hardware. So I hope that's given you uh, food for thought and we will continue this discussion uh, on the podcast. Warren, what do you make of the Braille Sense 6? The Braille Sense 6 is a good device. Um, I did get to play with it a little while ago myself as well. Someone had me, I'm not going to mention any names here. Um, so <laughs> I took it home and uh, uh, you know me, I needed to find out what's going on underneath the hood. Uh, that's the most important thing. And of course, I decided to find out what powers that great uh, Braille Sense 6. And of course... We're talking MediaTek here, and particularly 6873 MediaTek, that's what powers that. Now, if you're not familiar with the MediaTek, you think of it like the Qualcomm's and all of that. So it's what powers some mobile devices. A lot of the mobile devices are being powered by MediaTek, especially all the mid-rangers uh, of late, though. There's some better MediaTek uh, chips that are out there, you know, comparable to the Snapdragon ones. And those are especially maybe the Dimensity 2000. These are very nice chips. But other than that, a lot of the MediaTek uh, chips are kind of like at the bottom of barrel, if you will. And they power a lot of the mid-range phones. Anything that you get, you know, from Nokia, the low ones, especially maybe running a MediaTek. Even Samsung does have some phones that are being powered by MediaTek, especially the mid-range ones. And so when you're getting a phone, $200, $150, $300, whatever, uh, the probability is that it is being powered by a MediaTek chip. And uh, the, the, the 6873, is that in the nice media chip range or a MediaTek chip range, or is it in the sort of thumbs-down MediaTek chip range? Well, I wouldn't say it's a thumbs down because uh, in actuality, it powers some of the Xiaomi uh, $300 phones. So it's in the mid-range, but a little bit more in the upper mid-range. It's not, we're not talking about, you know, lower ones that are from like uh, two, three, I mean, four or five years ago, this chip was announced back in 2019. So we have a chip that's from two years ago, powering something that came out in 2021. I didn't work the Braille Sense Six phenomenally hard, but you know I, I put some I put some mainstream apps on it, and it and it seemed to hold up uh, hold up pretty well. You know, you you can argue about whether a device that costs what the Braille Sense Six does should have a chip like that, uh, and I think that's an entirely legitimate conversation to have. I, I think a lot of these specialist devices include poor mainstream power components the l braille does as well or it certainly used to i think i think it came in i3 and i5 flavors on launch which was a bit surprising um but you know 
it 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 uh, it wasn't naggy at all on the Android side, and the you know the very few apps I I, I tried uh, uh, with it. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's interesting that it's not particularly transparent about uh, what chip it's running. And that's the that's a thing though, and I don't know why that is such a thing. If someone is buying something. You need to let them know what they're buying. You know, if I'm buying a car, I want to know whether I have a, you know, six engine cylinder or an eight engine cylinder, what I'm driving around or whatever the case may be. But to simply say, here's a car, just drive it. You don't need to know what is being power, what is powering this car. I think that is a wrong approach. And, and Hims, I'm looking at you guys. You need to come clean, tell people what it is. There's nothing wrong with the MediaTek chip. You know, if that's what is holding you back from letting people know what that is, I think it's time that we get past that. Uh, it's not a bad chip. And it's up to me whether I should buy something that has a MediaTek chip or not. And that's immaterial. We shouldn't be hiding it. Absolutely agree. Um, the, the other thing I'd say, and, and, I, and I say this on the video as well, uh, I was only demonstrating the Android side. So, so a lot of the reason people will buy this device is because of the, uh, you know, the, 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 the options that the HIMS apps give you for being designed from a totally blind or, you know, well, a blind user's perspective. Um, so that, that wasn't what we were looking at. But bear in mind, that is the other half of the Braille sense. Yeah, and if you're a blind person and you kind of like things with the keyboard, and absolutely this is going to be something that would be right down your alley because it has all those capabilities and you're able to, you know, read things in Braille and do Braille input and all of that. So in reality, it's a good device. You know, it's just that the money is right there upon the rooftops. And uh, for some reason, everything for the blind or disability communities usually sits up there on the rooftop. So uh, if you have a little bit of moolah, I think that thing is like $5,800 here in the U.S. It's not a cheap device by any stretch of imagination. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's forty three ninety five, dollars excluding sales tax here in the U.K. So, yeah, that's the Braille Sense 6. And yeah. it is 432,000 rupees in India. Four, 432,000? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four lakh is 400,000 rupees, I think. So 432,000 yeah. rupees. <laughs> you are kidding. So I may be buying a yacht or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine someone pawning up 400 and something thousand uh, just to buy a Braille device? Come on, guys, give me a break. <laughs> well, I think it's exchange rate dependent as well. So it's it's how the exchange rate falls. Yeah, but yeah but, for 132,000 rupees. I always hear people say, well, it's the exchange rate. But my argument has always been that, you know, it's just as hard for them to get money like it is for us. So, it, you know, it really, I, I don't I don't buy the argument of, you know, hey, you know, you're changing it into a currency. Just because it's in rupees, it doesn't mean it's so easy to get rupees. You, you can't just sit there and rupees flying into your lap. So uh, <laughs> it's just the same hard work that we have to go through here to get that moolah. So... I just never so some of the argument. some of the Indian uh, hotel chains used to operate this policy. I don't know if they still do, but there would be local prices and international prices because they would say exactly the same thing. That just because there's an exchange rate doesn't mean that we can afford to pay whatever you know whatever that is in rupees. So, exactly. uh, so some of the hotels would charge domestic customers less than 
international companies uh, customers because of that very thing. Interesting. Yeah, so Austin, when you're ready to buy that thing, let me know, man. I'll, I'll ask you for some of that moolah and maybe I'll get me a car or something crazy. Like I will, that. I will. That's good. <laughs> so that will be it about that uh, Braille Sense. And we're not beating you up on the head, Braille Sense, you know, hymns, guys. It's just that we thought that it was a little bit uh, persnicky that you guys didn't want to uh, tell people what's going on. That's not good. It's not good. So no. if you're listening... I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone from Humanware wants to uh, send us a uh, Braille Note Touch Plus running Android Oreo uh, for review, then we're obviously happy to take a look at that as well. Exactly. Now we move on to our talkback highlights, and it's over to Warren again. We now continue with our theme of highlights from TalkPack. This is the 14th installment in the series. In this installment, I'll be talking about using TalkBack to edit. Particularly, I'll be looking at the multi-finger gestures used in editing text in an edit field. For this reason, I am doing this on my Pixel 5a running Android 12 and TalkBack 12.1. I will also be using the Heather voice from Acapella. I am sitting on the home screen and I will be using the Google Keep Notes for this demonstration. I will now navigate my way to the word processing folder, find and tap on Keep Notes. Folder, word processing, four or more items. I will tap here. Office, folder open, three by three. To the right of that is my Keep Notes app. Keep Notes. Tap. Upon tapping on Keep Notes, we are landed on the new list. I will, however, tap on the new note found at the bottom right corner. New text note button. Note open. Note. Edit box for note body in list. Showing English. US. QWERTY. Keyboard. Tapping on that new note places us directly in the body of the note. I'm not going to give it a title because this is just a demonstration. I will go ahead and start dictation right here and we'll get to playing with editing what I just dictated. I'll find my voice input and start the voice dictation. Tap voice input. Hello and welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast, period, new paragraph. I am sitting here trying to use my voice to do some voice dictation, period, new paragraph. The whole idea is to try to see how we go about using TalkBack to do editing, using the multi-finger gestures that we just got not too long ago, period. Letter keyboard. I will now put my finger down and see what I just dictated. Hello and welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast. I am sitting here trying to use my voice to do some voice dictation. The whole idea is to try to see how we go about using TalkBack to do editing using the multi-finger gestures that we just got not too long ago. Edit box, note for note body, in list. And there is my dictation. It came all through and through. Now, we will go into editing. 
And there are two methods of going about editing, or actually three, I should say. And the first one, of course, that we're going to be dealing with is to invoke the selection mode. Because we're using a device that supports the multi-finger gestures, I will be double tapping and hold with two fingers to invoke the selection mode. In other words, if you are using a device that supports the multi-finger gestures, then to invoke the selection mode calls for a double tap with two fingers and holding. That invokes the selection mode. I will now double tap with two fingers and hold to invoke the selection mode. Selection mode on. I am told that the selection mode is on. And of course, at the end of my dictation, my cursor should be sitting at the very end of the last word that I dictated. From this point, we could switch to either whatever granularity that we would like to use to find what we're looking for. So in other words, if I want to select word by word or character by character, line by line or paragraph by paragraph, I will switch to that granularity. Let's say we want to select character by character. Words. Characters. Characters. I just use my finger to swipe up and down to change or go through the different granularities. I will now swipe up with one finger. Period. Selected. We are told that period is selected. Now I'm going to switch to word granularity. Words. Now swipe up. Ago. Selected. And the word ago is selected. I will switch to lines. Lines. Using the multi-finger gestures that we just got not too long. Selected. Now that I have selected the entire line, and if I want to simply copy, then all I need to do is double tap with three fingers. Copied using the multi-finger gestures that we just got not too long ago. Showing that is copied. copied now, if I want to cut that, then I need to double tap with the three fingers, but this time on the second tap I hold. That is to cut. Cut, using the multi-finger gestures that we just got not too long ago. So I have just cut that last uh, paragraph or last portion of my dictation. If I put my finger down, for example, to read, you'll notice that that line is gone. Here I go. Editing, selection mode on. Hello and welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast. I am sitting here trying to use my voice to do some voice dictation. The whole idea is to try to see how we go about using TalkBack to do editing. Edit box. Note for note body. As you could see, that last line is gone. And now I need to paste it back. And to paste, all I need to do is triple tap with three fingers. Here I go. Pasted. Using the multi-finger gestures that we just got not too long ago. Now if I put my finger down... Editing, selection mode on. Hello and welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast. I am sitting here trying to use my voice to do some voice dictation. The whole idea is to try to see how we go about using TalkBack to do editing using the multi-finger gestures that we just got not too long ago. Edit box, note for note body. Now, if I want to end that selection mode, all I need to do 
is double tap and hold with two fingers and that ends the selection since it is a toggle. Here I go. Selection mode off. Nope. And my selection mode is off. And there is my editing. I have shown you how to go about copying, cutting, and pasting. I can't help thinking, Warren, that, uh, you know, these talkback highlights are excellent and we get a lot of commendations, but we, we had a, a veritable avalanche today, Austin, didn't we, of people switching to CSR in our Telegram group. I think Warren has not checked the Telegram group. I don't think he has. There's a there's a whole a whole <laughs> army marching towards China and uh, uh, embracing GitHub and increasing their GitHub skills and uh, learning to learning to download commentary. Almost ten percent of the group switched to CSR. Well, that's a good thing, you know, and it does not change my perspective of what the CSR is. It never will and will never change that. I don't care if everybody on our group switches to. Uh, CSR or not, that's immaterial. I am a TalkBack user, and that will always be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let, let me put that out there for the record. Uh, if anyone is thinking that, yeah, you know, somewhere, somewhere down the line, uh, Warren is going to change and switch on. I know some of my friends are saying, you know, uh, I can't believe you haven't switched. No, no, no. If you're thinking I'm going to be switching, you are wrong. I will not touch commentary with a 10-foot-long pole. Unless you find yourself in Syria on the road to Damascus on a camel and some sort of <laughs> Damascene CSR conversion happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. There were a few, there were a few conversions today, but uh, no, I know those uh, talkback highlights are much appreciated and uh, one of our most commented-on features. And now we have our app of the week to close the episode. And this week, uh, Austin demonstrates ICANN. You might remember we had two developers from ICANN on a couple of weeks ago. So over to you, Austin. This is the demo of the app called ICANN, E-Y-E-C-A-N. Some weeks back, we had Nimesh and Surendra on the podcast for an interview. They are the founder developers of ICANN. ICANN is an app that is like an all-in-one toolbox. It has things for reading text, scanning, navigation, scene detection, and lots of other features will be added in the future. The app is still in beta, so you can install the app and give the feedback to the developers. The link will be in the show notes. The app is free. However, you can contact the developer and donate to support the project. So let us open the app and see how it is. I can. I can. Sound settings. Please provide your phone number. Phone number, edit box. Now it asks for a phone number because you can ask the developers to call you back and it will become easy for them once you provide them with your phone number. It is optional. You can click on cancel. Cancel. I can. Read expandable list. Now, here are all of the expandable uh, lists. Read expandable. Let's click on read. Expanded. Scan text. And I have here a mic phone box. And I'm going to click on scan text. 
it's in a very low lit room not a adequately lit i mean there is light but let's see how it does scan navigate up scan chat with us copy button share but history button capture button it plays a music when it is capturing things name of the com description mayon led quantity micro rp 2499 rupees lpn high data 119412 one and year of imu factored by no technology and imported by aperio s405 lgf greater customer service help fifth and sixth floor one saw bangalore 560001 ph do not do this prod needs to be to recycle i log on tape call up e write to for more inf please visit wtechwedord@mauno.com omil 10c rose compliant made in china so there you go it read the text i was not holding the box correctly and the light also is not adequate now when you capture something it plays a music i don't know if zoom is capturing it or no we are currently in beta and, and want as much input from you as much although yes uh, i would uh, recommend you to give feedback but whenever you hit back after performing any feature it asks for feedback and that is a little uh, i mean it's little what do you call it can ask for a feedback maybe once a day or once a week or something like that or there should be a give feedback button on the ui but asking the feedback after every feature is a little feedback uh, maybe annoying Cancel. Cancel. i want to i don't know what to say but i'll Scan. give capture. the feedback button. later so there is capture history button you can read the history of all the text that you have scanned share button this share you can share it with someone copy button you can copy it and then you can chat with us also chat with the developers so let's go back navigation i can scan text read pdf so you can scan text read pdf read image study of already scanned maps expandable list and let's maps. open up maps now Maps expandable list expanded nearby search look my current location maps expandable my current location the first option is my current location 64rw plus h72 syndicate kalyan maharashtra 421301 india so it gave i don't know what the name of the street that is not the street name that i'm on currently and please excuse me for the background noise if there is any nearby places so you can go to nearby places maps navigate up button. and there are a lot of uh, categories of places now what i have seen and this may differ from uh, site to site or from place to place is that a lot of work has to be done in the navigation field at least in the maps segment of this app i'll show you what i mean by this if you click on nearby places maps chat with us search any look voice search search any location you can search box. location which voice is good button. you can do voice search which is also get good current location button you can get current location which we just did services double tap to expand now services, services. now the, these are all list items and you double tap to expand them shopping double services double i double tapped and it didn't give me any feedback to say whether the list is expanded or collapsed but if i scroll down bank I can see the list of services, so I can uh, know that the list is expanded. Let me go to bank. Nearby places. Ne near 
Mobile Square. Kellyon Book Depot Shop Number One. And come on, this is not a bank. This is a Depot Shop. I know it's next to a bank, but Mobile Square Shop Number Six. Seven Side Gara Building Side Shop Opposite Side Baba Mandir. Kellyon West. First have given me banks and not stores. We are currently invaded. And there again, the feedback requesting cancel. Cancel. Nearby places. Chocolate box dealer. Dmart. Navigation bar. So these are shops. These are not Maps. banks. And bank. I clicked on bank. ATM. So a lot of work needs to be done in the navigation segment Post. of the hotel. Parking. App. Saloons. Shopping double tap. These are list of shopping. services and these are shopping. Malls. Groceries. Clothing. Electronics. Home and garden. Beauty supplies. Food and drink double tap to expand. Food and drink. This is interesting. Takeaway. Restaurants. Delivery. Bars. So let's see what is here. Nearby places. Navigate. Nearby. Kellyon Book. Kellyon Book Depot Shop number one. And it is giving me the same. Mobile Square um, Shop number six. Thing. So yes, this feature does not Maps. work Bars. currently. It needs bar. some Maps. work I to can. be done. Nearby places. So this is the nearby places feature. Search location. More up. I can. Read expandable list. Maps. My current location. Maps expand. Let's collapse this. Surroundings expandable list. Let's expand surroundings, which surroundings is not list. a part of maps, which Describe is a different um, list. Now, one more thing I want to show you, which, which was at least very, very accurate when I used this feature once. I'm going to click on Describe Scene. Find out. Describe. This feature is experimental. You may find bugs. Okay, so it tells us that. Navigate up. Describe. Capture button. And let me capture. And it plays this music, the same music as the scan text. I don't know how well this is being captured or how well is it sounding. In this image, an open laptop computer sitting on top of a bed. So, absolutely brilliant, absolutely accurate. An open laptop sitting on a bed is what it's saying. This is fantastic. So, yes, in some fields, this app is really, really great. But some fields, the work has to be done. And do understand it's in beta. So, there will be bugs and yesterday when i tried this feature it was not working let me see if this feature works today click to add image system ui let me go back i can describe see find objects you can find objects i can feedback i have never capture. been able Start to live. use this capture. feature Button. let me capture please wait please floor Okay, so it told me it's a floor, but it's a wall Start and live. it's close, close, but uh, let's see. Wait, please wait, please wait. Output device. Material property. Okay, so it's... Um, Personal computer. Wood. Floor. It is capturing things Flooring. and as I'm moving my phone, Wood. it is... Uh, Fixture. Describing everything. Floor. Flooring. Wood. Gesture. Sky. Gesture. Material property. Material property. I don't know what material property Tips means, but uh, 
Textile. Material property. Let's see what happens if I Foreign. do this. Nose. Face. Nose. 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 Hair. Wow, so this is really Forehead. accurate. Shoulder. Natural material. Beige. Neck. Human body. Human body. Wow. Cheek. That is really accurate Amber. in features. Go there back. is a what little slight, very slight uh, delay, but it's dead on accurate. So I must say in scene description, in object finding, this app, app really shines. Find objects offline. More options. You find can objects find offline. objects offline also. So if you're in a sensitive location, uh, you don't want to give internet access or something, then you can do that offline more options, also. List. We have more options, expandable, more options, expandable list. list. Exit. And there is exit only here. Read expandable list. Exit. That is it for this demo. This concludes the demo of the ICANN app. Please install the app from the Play Store. We'll be having link in the show notes. Check out the interview. The links to that interview will be in the show notes and in the video description of YouTube. And what do I think of the app? Uh, overall, I am just blown away with the scene description and object finding capabilities of this app. But I think this app needs to do a lot of work in the navigation field and then this can be an overall best toolbox app but it is getting there and um, just to summarize the interview I like the ambition of the developers of the app so that is it from the demo and what, and what do you think of ICANN Austin where do you think it sort of ranks in the in, in these sorts of apps that are available to us so you must have seen the demo and in the demo, when I was doing the object finding or the scene description, the ICANN app was dead on accurate, even in low light conditions in describing the scene. So you, the app is still developing. It is still in beta. There are still, they are still adding features, but what they are doing currently, at least in terms of object detection and all is really fantastic. That is hundred percent accurate scene detection or description. If I can. Now, I was impressed with the developers' ambition uh, when we interviewed them and how far they got and, and the things they want to achieve. So uh, definitely a project to keep an eye on, I think. I'm particularly happy to see them coming along. And it's a great app, really. People should give it a shot. And talking about apps of this nature, you know, this week, uh, the guys from Good Maps, you know, came out with that Good Maps Outdoor that I understand is not available in uh, certain countries. Of course, it's available in the UK, isn't it, Ed? It is, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my gripe about Good Maps Outdoor, and, and I'm, I'm saying this, you know, as someone who likes the, the people that are coming from the Good Maps area, my gripe with this app is that it still follows the same kind of principle, the convoluted way of putting things 
uh, apps for the blind, especially GPS apps for the blind, why do we always want to keep making them so complicated? Why couldn't we have a simple search right there in the UI, like on the top of the screen there, like maybe to the right, find the search or the voice search. We should actually have both in there instead of having to go to this tab and then go do that. I think that is so convoluted. I don't like that. And I'm not happy with that. I'm saying this out there, guys. That's my frustration with some of our blindness uh, apps because we kind of make it harder for the people that we're intending them to be and this is no good. It's no bueno. I mean, even Lazarillo has the search right there. I don't have to go into a certain mode to try to say, hey, I want to go to Austin's house or I want to go to Ed's house or whatever. I want to go to 1125 Mongolia Street or whatever. I just have to just find it right there and type what I'm going to. So let's stop this type of behavior that we hide things and make it difficult for the people that actually this thing is supposed to help. So that's my gripe about outdoor. Yeah, it's not just blindness apps either. I mean, Spotify doesn't have a search thing on its home screen. You have to find a search tab. It's kind of annoying. I don't no, know no, why. No, like I'm, I'm talking about navigational apps. I'm no, no, but apps it. generally that have a search thing should have a search thing right there, shouldn't they? Shouldn't matter on the tab, just have a search thing well, on the home tab. Uh, uh, frankly, I don't care if Spotify doesn't, but what I'm talking about, if I'm trying to go to some place using a mapping, a GPS app, I don't need to be digging to go find where I'm trying to go to. Uh, the search should be right there. That's what it is for. I, I can't, I can't give anyone a break on this one. I can't. I haven't tried the Android variant of it yet. Um, I did try the iOS version, and it was the most money I ever sank into an iOS app, so I'm glad that um, uh, it became free. There was a subscription version that was sponsored by the RNIB, and because I didn't want to put any money the RNIB's way, I bought their one-time purchase, which was, I think, a couple of hundred dollars. Maybe I got it in a sale. Yeah, it was one ninety nine so, here in the US as well. It's yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I got it and I used it on iOS and then I thought, oh, well, when I switch operating systems, that might be something I have to write off. But happily, it seems that um, uh, it might be back. Although, uh, you know, Lazarillo and others were perfectly adequate when it didn't exist. But I shall, I shall give it a whirl and see how it performs. You should. That's it for this week, folks. So Austin, how can people find us? People can find us by visiting us on the website blindandroidusers.com they can email us with questions, comments register for the 50th episode and the first year celebration at contact us at blindandroidusers.com subscribe to our mailing list by emailing blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io the links to join our telegram group and youtube clubhouse, twitter and all the others will be in the show notes so that is it from us for this episode 49. We see you on a half century episode 50. So goodbye for us, from all of us here in Blind Android Users. See you next week, hopefully live. Bye, everybody. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. 
For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.